It's show 66 of the Rim Pro Report. Today, we catch up with Tom Dumez and the latest industry news. This show is sponsored by our good friends over there at O'Neill Software. They are the software company that has been providing the Rim industry with leading management software for 30 years. And they continue to do so with innovative new offerings to integrate your record center directly to third-party document management software. You can learn more about all of this at O'Neillsoft.com. Hey, it's December the 1st and the holiday season is officially upon us. So, deck the halls, shall we? Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports. The one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. Let's just end. The show is full of interesting information. Stories. Yes. Important product and service reviews. Yes. And a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators. Shred and destruction vendors. Media and electronic vaulters. Scanners and imaging providers. Take note. This show is for you. Now, here's your host, Tom Adams. Yep, it's me, and we're back. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke as we celebrated Thanksgiving last week here in the U.S. I hope if you celebrated Thanksgiving, you had a great time with your family or friends in, or in whatever you did. If you didn't, I hope you had a great week. I hope business continues to grow for you and you're doing well. So we went through Thanksgiving and then came Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and now they've come and gone. And what's interesting to me is those days made huge amounts of press. They created huge amounts of buzz. And I'm wondering, did you use them to your advantage? I know we don't sell anything and we're not a retail store, generally speaking, in our industry. But something about Black Friday and Cyber Monday generates a whole lot of buzz. And one of the things I'd encourage you to think about is using that to your advantage. Maybe not this year, but possibly next year. Hey, we're into the holiday season officially. And for most, what I find is there's a tendency to relax through this coming month with an assumption that the world is slowing down. But you know what's kind of cool is this is a great month to really ramp up your efforts. It's a great month to kind of get get some momentum going. So instead of slowing down, use this as a buildup because as we know, in this industry, in the rim world, January, February, March are great months to, to get stuff to happen. So I'd encourage you to really do something cool this December, make some cool stuff happen because it's a great month to do so. Hey, today we're going to catch up with Tom Dumez. He's from Kent Records Management. He's like the compliance guru, uh, leading expert in training record centers and rim service companies in compliance, HIPAA, high tech, and the rest specifically training employees in that area. And, uh, Everyone I hear talk about Tom doing a great job, and I wanted to get him back on the show because, uh, yeah, we've had him here before, but I wanted to catch up with him on what's changing, what's evolving, and what he's seeing in the world. But before we get there, let's catch up on the latest industry news. Well, because of Thanksgiving here in the U.S., it seemed to be a rather slow week in terms of acquisitions. I see nothing on the boards, nothing on the wires in terms of new acquisitions, nothing happening there. But uh, registration is officially open for the NAID conference in Anaheim at the end of March. That is going to be an exceptionally amazing conference. Uh, I know that because, well, I'm planning on being there. 
Uh, Prism International has announced their Asia-Pacific Region Conference in Manila, February 27th to 29th. Speakers include Charlie Villasor, who's the chairman and procurement and sourcing institute of Asia. Jim Teske, the uh, new president of Prism International will be speaking. Will Wilma Yu will be there, Ian Thomas and Jim Booth, as well as a number of others. So if you're so inclined, the Asia-Pacific Regional Conference should be a good one. Nade just released Canadian and UK versions of its customer training video. While much of the content remains the same, the new versions replace U.S. interviews or augment them with regional policymakers and experts. There are even plans in the works to add Australian and Dutch versions in the very near future. So congrats to Bob and Nade on a great accomplishment with that video. I continue to hear it being used around the country with many people and uh, great results from that. Hey, maybe the biggest press release this week was the Iron Mountain AccuTrack announcement of their connection with O'Neill Software's RM Bridge web service. I would try and explain this but I thought it might just be better to get O'Neill's Ian Thomas on the line to do so. So I'm just going to ring him right now. So, Ian, uh, you're on the line, right? Yes, I'm here, Tom. All right. Uh, I I was just going to read this, and I figured, well, I might as well just call you and figure out what, what this was. But a couple of days ago, Iron Mountain came out with a, uh, a press release saying uh, Iron Mountain and O'Neill Data Tech to give customers centralized control over stored documents. And I figured, well, you're a sponsor of the show. Uh, you and I talk fairly frequently. Uh, what's going on? What's this about? Uh, this is um, uh, the follow-up from the news that we basically announced at our strategic partner conference. Um to, to boil it down into uh, how it affects our customers, what we've done is we've released a series of web services, and what they allow our customers to do is to have third-party products integrate into them, uh, or uh, fully built into their software. Okay, so when you say third-party products, what what's that mean? So in the Iron Mountain one, everybody kind of focuses on the Iron Mountain name, but the product is actually AccuTrack which is an active file room product. Okay, so third party, uh, a law firm or an insurance company will use AccuTrack, potentially even independent of working with Iron Mountain. Correct, absolutely right. Okay, so AccuTrack is, I think that was one of the uh, software products that Iron bought along the way, right? That's absolutely right, yes. So yeah. we, we've had a long relationship with AccuTrack because they're also here in Irvine, California. Um, so we've had a relationship with them long before they were purchased by Iron Mountain. Okay. So third-party software, which runs a company's file room like AccuTrack, which just happens to be owned by Iron Mountain. Yes. Um, so your new cloud service, this this new um, product, actually integrates with that? Explain that a little bit more. Okay. So the the, the problem that we wanted to try to resolve was that uh, over the time, we know that these uh, file rooms, as I like to call them, lawyers and so forth who store their records off-site, right. they want greater visibility and ease of access to requesting or updating their off-site records. And it, the, the, the thing that happened in the last 10 years was the Internet, and we all responded, all the software vendors responded by creating web portals. Right. Uh, ours is called RS Web. That allows people to, to gain access to their records. Now, um, you know, that was a great improvement compared to, you know, picking up the phone or the fax or email. Right. But we would constantly hear, well, hey, look, I've searched for this record in 
my active file management product, such as AccuTrack, I found it. Why can't I just order it directly out of this product? Right, from where clients are ab- absolutely spending most of their time anyways. Yeah, they're trained in it. Um, they may want to request something, and if you think of a lawyer, there may be active files in, a, in, a, in their office, but there may be files that are stored off-site that were more inactive. And they just want to be able to say, you know, I call it the easy button. You know, I want to order that and give me all of this information regardless of where it comes from. Uh, so by, uh, by allowing AccuTrack to call web services, this is a, a new way of, of computer systems talking to each other across the Internet. Right. Uh, they can actually carry out most of the functionality that um, a, a user can do through the RS web portal. They can now do it directly from within their product. No need to leave it. So what it essentially does is removes the need for a, uh, a client to leave uh, to leave their their local file management software and pop on over to RS Web. Potentially, they just do it in their local uh, software, and it it sends the request through to the back end uh, RS SQL service. Right. That's absolutely right. So. Okay. On, on the press release, which was a very detailed press release, probably a little too much information in there, um, but the, um, in the case of uh, Tahone Ranch, which was the company that was mentioned, um, they use AccuTrack internally, but they store their off-site records with an O'Neill customer, and there'll be a press release coming out shortly from those guys, I'm sure. But, um, so this is, now what's happening is, is Tahone Ranch can place orders, update records, and again, they're just doing all of that from within AccuTrack. Okay, so the the AccuTrack order, but it, so is it actually an order in AccuTrack? Is AccuTrack actually creating an order? Does the person who is requesting the file know it's an order to a record center, or is it just an order in AccuTrack that they want the file delivered to them? Well, here's the beauty of it is we allow the third-party software to implement the web services in whatever way follows their workflows in their product. Got it. Okay. So AccuTrack, um, I, I've seen obviously the, the the software. They have the concept of the shopping cart, you know, very very similar to to how web portals work. So the user would put the item into a, into a shopping cart. It would tell them that it's stored off-site, um, and when they place the order, it would appear inside the RSSQL system, exactly the same as if it had come through the web portal. So the Got record it. center, they don't have to learn anything new. It appears exactly the same. So nothing changes. It, so the it, record center, it's just about making it much, much easier for right. the client to be able to do everything from their one system. It's much faster. It's a, it's a tighter tie-in. Um, and it does mean now that um, you know people... Who are uh, who are storing records from people who are using the AccuTrack software? I mean, they don't have to now think about if they want a seamless solution. Their box is being moved to other vendors such as Iron Mountain. They now can have that seamless integration themselves. Got it. So the 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 implication. Uh, I mean, I, I think when you when you read this, Iron Mountain and O'Neill to give customized central control. It kind of sounds like you guys are working together, uh, which might concern some people, but the, the reality is you're creating a, a methodology, a software methodology to allow client-side software to integrate with record center software. That's the whole point. Correct. And we, we call it RM Bridge, the Record Management Bridge is what that stands for. Um, Iron Mountain's AccuTrack is, is the first product that we certified, 
Um, there's also another product from the UK called In Tandem Solutions um, that just recently got its certification, and uh, we're in discussions with several other software products as well. So the goal, hopefully, is that over the next coming you know, months and years, is that we'll have lots of these third-party products that, that will integrate. And at the moment, we're focusing really on integrating um, this, uh, this um, web portal functionality. But over time, we could open up more web services and allow a greater integration into other areas. All right. So, so we don't we don't have to worry about any anything bizarre happening in O'Neill world. It's just a software tool that you've created. Absolutely. It's okay. a, um, it's a um, uh, web services that allow these third party ap applications to take advantage of those and make it much much easier for uh, a record center's clients to interact with them. Very cool. Well, I, I figured I, I might as well get you to explain it since I, I had no possible way to explain it. So thank you. No, my pleasure. And if anybody wants to know any more information, then um, they can email me, ian.thomas at onealsoft.com, or give me a call. All right, then. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to explain. Okay. Well, it's always a pleasure to speak to Ian. I'm grateful he was able to clarify some of that news for us. Hey, another Iron Mountain story. Iron Mountain and NetApp are partnering to provide health organizations with a secure cloud-based solution for medical data archiving and disaster recovery. Iron Mountain is currently the only healthcare-focused member of the NetApp Service Provider Partner Program which was officially launched last year, June 2010, was the first of its kind in the storage industry. Building on their collaboration under this program, the two companies will integrate NetApp Storage Grid object storage software with two Iron Mountain medical data archiving solutions, the Digital Record Center for Medical Images, and its vendor-neutral archive offering to provide healthcare organizations with consolidated archiving and disaster recovery offerings that help deliver improved medical care to their patients. And that's it for the news this week. If you have anything you want to share, why don't you let me know? You can send me an email. You can give me a call. You can fill out the form on the RimProReport.com website. Hey, I'm going to get Tom Dumez on the line. Hold tight. No need for introductions today. Tom Dumez is back on the show. Tommy there. I'm here, Tom. Thanks for having me. Hey, how are things in the great white north? Uh, not quite white yet. They got uh, nine inches about 60 miles east of us last night and about five inches, 30 miles south of us. But uh, it's about clean and brown up here. So, yeah, we're good. Brown Lovely. And and how are you doing? You've I, I know you've been traveling uh, all over the world. You were speaking at the PRISM conference in England, weren't you, in London? Yeah, correct. Over at the joint conference with Nade, Arma, and PRISM. And how did that go? Oh, it went fantastic. There was uh, almost 200 folks there, and uh, got to meet a lot of people from the uh, European countries and, and and other places, and uh, got to share with them, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, so diving into that, it's, it's really intriguing to me because uh, you're a compliance expert. You work with, with Kent, and you're really involved in teaching your own staff, but now you've got this whole thing where you're teaching uh, a lot of record centers and rim service companies on the whole areas of compliance. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of those things, but you're, you're doing a presentation in the UK for the European membership. What are you teaching them or what's coming out of that context that requires you to, to, to be involved there? Well, I was asked uh, a 
by the prison folks to uh, if I would be willing to go over there and just speak on security and compliance, uh, uh, just the fundamental stuff. And I uh, partnered with a, a gentleman from Cintas, uh, uh, Mike Kosegi. Oh yeah. Uh, he dealt with the with the technical aspects, and I dealt with the physical and the uh, operational aspects. And so we tag team on a session over there, and um, yeah, it was very interesting because uh, the Europeans look at things. Uh, differently than we do. A lot of their privacy laws and data protection laws are driven by uh, cultural uh, uh, things, uh, how their cultures are in all these specific places, and uh, uh, how they were... Well, there was a gentleman from the member of... He was some member of their government in the U.K. Right. He uh, touched on the fact that they pay a close attention uh, to the United States and what's happening in the data protection world over here, pretty funny to me because I pay a great deal of attention to what's going on over there. So, um, and I think at this point, really none of us have it all figured out. No. Uh, there's just too many differences. So the work that you do continues to, not just in your own company with Kent, but also with, with all the companies you're helping, how are things evolving? What are you seeing in the evolution of a RIM company's uh, compliance stuff, uh, their understanding of HIPAA and those kind of things. What what kind of stuff are you seeing as you do more and more work in the country with different record centers? Well, that's a great question, Tom. They uh, Initially, it was just HIPAA. Right. And it is now, um, that's not just what my training is. It's, uh, it involves red flags, PCI, um, on and on and on, just a whole, a whole other range of, of subjects because they're all so closely tied together, yeah. And Fox, GLBA, um, and um, I've had a number of opportunities where record centers that I've trained at have called me back and said, "Hey, we, we want you back for updated versions and, and all that." So that's that's been a really humbling experience. And uh, yeah, I still continue to book trainings. I've got uh, I've got one next week in Florida, and I've got uh, California coming up, and I've got uh, two international ones that. Uh, um, because they are so closely tied with the United States, they uh, uh, called me up and we've worked out something for me to go there and to train a record center as well as a medical facility. So uh, it's really it's really just continuing to grow in so many directions, and, and uh, my job has just evolved pretty much into uh, staying current on the compliance uh, stuff, and there are just some things out there. I've got half a dozen laws in front of me here that I'm, trying to learn and at various stages of houses or senate or uh committees homeland security and really? all kinds of different stuff going on so so you you started doing this training um within and we talked to you about a year ago i think it was right. uh we talked about what you were doing and you were very much focused on hipaa at that point right that's correct yeah hipaa and then high tech and then uh and now it's just gone beyond that uh and and i think it's that's just a result of two things. Number one, uh, the awareness factor in the RIM community is uh, it's still very high. Uh, there's there's still a lot of tension out there in regards to HIPAA and high tech. And, right. And, and I know people are getting uh, relatively tired of hearing about it, and, uh, and to some degree I'm getting relatively tired of talking about <laughs> it, but uh, it's still paying the bills, so uh, I'm happy to do it. But um, uh, it's just one of those things that uh, you know may have, have been beaten to death, but it's really just the beginning because there is just so much other 
legislation that's uh, being proposed or in one stage or another of becoming a law to some degree, uh, that it's just it just keeps rolling on. So um, in an effort to stay current, I need to uh, kind of dive into these things. And um, So, yeah, that's been really exciting that, that the people who have grabbed onto it have really grabbed onto it. And, uh, yeah, there's still plenty of people that, that haven't, my hope is that they're doing something to educate themselves and their staff to uh, make themselves better and lower the risks of, of, of their operation or their organization being responsible for it. So. so one of the things I, I suspect you get to see, though, before you start talking to these different companies is you get a, a somewhat of an inside view on where the potential flaw is in their in their system, in their process, where do you think the biggest the biggest potential risk factor is to most rim companies these days? Um, hands down, I would have to say their employees. How so? Um, they're not, or, or they seem to not really be educated when it comes to what their their personal responsibilities in the event of a breach are. And again, I found policies and procedures are great at, at a huge, huge percentage of, of these companies that have invited me in. Um, and but the reality sometimes differs from the policies and procedures. So I spend a great deal of time talking about that because if 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 the company policy is to not leave a van unlocked, um, which is a great policy, yeah. Uh, but the reality is has been evidenced. Um, Back in, in February, when it was made public uh, that a rim company was responsible for a breach because a door was left unlocked, so right. that huge disconnect that can exist sometimes between policy and procedures, uh, and those are necessary and great. And the reality, uh, there seems to sometimes be a gap in there. Yeah, and uh, so it's just a matter of working with people to point those out, and then uh, I typically do follow ups a week or two later after they've had a chance to. Uh, Kind of absorb some of the information and ask what uh, what they've done, if anything. And uh, a lot of times, the employees themselves are the ones making the suggestions uh, to management of, of how to improve something that concerns their job. So yeah. So going back to so it's not necessarily employees who are who have a problem with the um, policy and procedure. Or it's not that there's not a policy and procedure in place. There's something in the day-to-day process or the employee's mindset sometimes that then allows them to uh, forget that they lock the doors and and often because they don't know the implications of forgetting to lock the door that it's easy to forget right oh absolutely tom and, that, and that's part of it and i think the other part is there is just so much pressure nowadays um and i see this uh, literally nationwide in record centers uh specifically that that we that we as a record center have have x amount of time to do x amount of things and and it has to be done and and, and now you add the pressure that it has to be done perfectly because if it's not done perfectly then it could be a hipaa violation and all the ramifications that 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 could hit us, although highly unlikely. But all this stuff runs through people's minds, and, and, and the records management industry as a whole anyway has a, let, let's worry about getting everything done that needs done today, and let's really not worry about tomorrow until tomorrow gets here. And, and, and that's not necessarily bad. It just kind of lends itself to a, a perhaps a whole lot of pressure that people put on themselves um, doing things easier 
or in an easier way uh, at the expense of, of security or common sense or, or policy and procedure. Yeah. So when you are uh, working with employees, are, are they often bringing back to you and not just, not just in your local, cause I, I, in your local company at right. Kent, but I, I realize you're out there talking to people on a regular basis. Are the employees of the different companies you're working with coming back to you and, uh, and feeding you ideas to improve compliance that you then take onto the next place? Are you, you learning stuff from where you're going? Oh, hands down. Absolutely. Uh, and, and again, and I think that's really unique for our industry. Um, uh, this whole uh, willingness to share information and 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 I just love to do that. I I, I always have conversations with owners or or, or significant managers. Yeah. That uh, uh, particularly during a tour, because I always ask for a tour and and uh, I, I'm always uh, gleaning something out of that tour. And um, I always share how we do things, kind of with a disclaimer of. This may not be the best way or the most perfect way. It's just how we do it. Yeah. I'm not saying your way is bad or, or our way is great, but how come you do it this way? Here's why we do it this way. And sometimes light bulbs go off on both of us. And yeah. Go, oh, yeah. So what's the best uh, lesson that you have received in compliance or uh, related to what you teach? What's the best lesson you've found outside of your own knowledge that you've gotten from somebody just you know in, in a session you've had at some point in time? What's the best single uh, way to improve something based on what you've learned along the way? I would have to say, and it's something that I learned here as well with our folks, uh, that the people you have working for you, they know their jobs better than you do. And I mean this to a manager or an owner. Yeah, um, It's not the owner's job to know everyone's job. Right. It is your job to know your job. And because you do it every day, you have most of the time, some more intelligent solutions to problems than owners do. Um, and, and that's not anything against an owner or, or I'm not trying to insinuate that they don't know anything. It's just the people that do it every day, they know better. Right. And, and, and the great thing is I've seen it across the board, uh, including our people, is uh, yeah, you better listen to their suggestions. Uh, maybe not implement everything they want to implement, but they always have great suggestions, and it just begs uh, uh, somebody uh, listening to it and giving consideration to doing what they're asking. Hmm. Uh, the employee input has just been fantastic. Very cool. So so really what then uh, you need to bring is sort of the context and the importance of compliance and really educate people around the value of understanding the implications of the lack of compliance or breaking the law or messing up and what that could mean to them. And often what you're saying, what I hear you saying is that the employees, once they understand that, come back with a whole bunch of things that can really improve the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I don't sell any of my trainings out of fear. Right. Um, it, it, it just lends itself to it when you start talking about the personal penalties and who's responsible at a company to pay those penalties and how the government has historically and consistently um, administered fines. Uh, it's just a scary thing. HIPAA itself isn't scary. Um, but the human beings involved, of course, we make it that way. Yeah. Um, um, HIPAA was designed initially to, to help entities share information 
in a way that still protects the information. And oftentimes in my trainings, I use uh, the analogy of a bank vault. Uh, for those people who still go into a bank, I haven't been into a bank in a long, long time, but was that vault door always open or always closed during business hours? Well, it was always open. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Well, to allow the people who needed access, easy access. And being on the other side of the counter, I knew I couldn't get to that vault, but the people who worked at the bank were always in and out of the vault. Right. Well, I think what HIPAA has done and other uh, data protection laws through penalties and fines and, and, the, and the scary part of it is impacted human beings to the point where we kind of step into the vault and we uh, close the door about halfway because we're scared what might happen if we leave that door open. Hmm. So I just think that, that, that the human being factors have, have, have scared us into uh, just approaching things a little differently, and I try to alleviate the fear, but at the same time, just simply talking about fines and penalties creates fear. Yeah. How could it not? I mean, that's right. generally speaking, that's that's where these laws kind of evolved to is the point where they, they're they're not they're generally meant to slap the people who don't who do it the wrong way. So we all get scared by it, which I, I think in some respects has been very good for our industry. Uh, yeah, I think so, too, Tom. Yeah. And if you get a little more granular with it, it uh, um, more important than any of that is protecting the information that your clients and our clients pay us to protect. Absolutely. So if, if, if people can learn something, if I can teach them something, because I learn something every training that I do, yeah. if not about compliance, just people in general or, or records management in general, um, if they can improve processes, procedures, and practices that will lower their risks of losing any clients because they perhaps do something stupid, yeah. um, then that's all good because it's a win-win for them. Right. Right. Wow. Well, it's good to hear that uh, that you're continuing to be busy. It sounds like you've got a full schedule uh, in the uh, 2012. But yeah, uh, it's shaping up that way already. Good. You you still have openings though, so if somebody, oh, absolutely, got plenty right. of those. All right. So if somebody need to get a hold of you, they just get you through Kent through. Sure. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we'll add that to the uh, the show notes. But uh, it's as always, it's good to catch up with you. You're a breath of of wonderful fresh air. You're always. Uh, Always doing cool stuff, and uh, you'll have to come back out to the old San Diego town and and uh, do pancakes on the beach with me sometime. That sounds like a plan, my friend. All right. Well, it was good talking to you, Tom. Thanks for being on the show, and have yourself a great holiday season, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Tom. You too. Tell Becky I said hi. Will do. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you to Tom Dumez and Ian Thomas for stopping by and contributing to the show. Hope that this show was helpful to you and your ongoing improvement in the rim world. This show is sponsored by our good friends over there at O'Neill Software. As you've heard already today, innovative development, but more than that, they're all about service, experience, and coverage all around the world. You need to get to know them if you already don't, and you can do that at O'Neillsoft.com. Well, that's it for us. Have yourself a great week. We are out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon. Thank you.